My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Friends, welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched Ghost. Not to be confused with the ghost we'll be seeing in February. <laughs> yeah, the very, very different ghost. Much different ghost. Speaking of bands, it's been a while since I thanked Bloodsucking Zombies from Outer Space for graciously letting us use their song Sleepway Camp 95 in our intro. So thanks. Thank love- you. We love you. And hope you guys get to tour America soon so I can come and see you and say, hey, thanks for letting me use my song in your podcast. And you can be like, yeah, no problem. Who are you? They're Austrian. That's my Austrian accent. I'm pretty good at accents. You also messed up. Did thanks I? for letting me use my song in your podcast, you said. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I messed up on purpose because English isn't their first language. Oh, so I, felt I like see what you They did. would also yeah. mess up. Yeah, yeah. Good job playing it yeah. off. I no. <laughs> so thus far, um, this girl, this girl being my wife Carolyn, has purchased a pair of leather pants that make her already killer ass even more desirable. Thank you. You can expect many, many more five point butt bonuses that night. We are over two hundred points, 200? guys. I forgot to tell you last week. Um, we are, I think, at 215. 215 five-point butt bonuses. Yeah. You can do the math. That's a lot of... <laughs> butt smacks. Butt smacks. <laughs> Just walking by, smacking butts. So, yes, we'll be going to see Ghost. This is the first step towards having you hailing Satan and practicing sex magic like the Love Witch. Hmm. If I was going to practice magic, that's the one I would practice. I'd hope so. Hopefully, you use your powers a little... More for the responsibly, <laughs> because I'm not usually down with dying. Okay, I I will be more careful. Yes, thank you. That's well, all I ask. You're already in love with me, so I won't have to do. I won't have to do so much. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to go be like over the top. Right. Yeah. Or don't... I mean, I could I could use Patrick Swayze's way of persuasing persuasing persuasing. <laughs> Persuading you, <laughs> persuading you, like in this movie, we'll get there. We'll get. Yeah, there. we'll get there. Um, so shall we get into the cast of what is objectively a classic film? This movie is a classic. A classic horror film because there's murderers <laughs> and danger and ghosts and people talking to ghosts and demons. It's a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take a nap while you tell about the cast. Okay. This is almost certainly the most critically acclaimed movie we've covered. It's been nominated for five Academy Awards and won two. Wow. It's a really good cast. So we'll start off with Patrick Swayze. This man needs no introduction. Mm, He's juicy. I love Patrick Swayze, and I've always loved Patrick Swayze. Like, 
even m- despite my disdain for hunks, like as a younger gentleman, like as a teenager, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Ugh, Brad Pitt. I love all those guys now. I love Patrick Swayze then. Uh, he was always cool in my book. And I mean, he's a fucking bona fide hunk, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, People magazine named him the sexiest man alive in 1991. So the year after this movie came out. Right. Arguably, he is sexier in this era than even like in the Dirty Dancing era. Okay. Like I said, he was in Dirty Dancing. That's your favorite. Oh, yeah. He was in one of my favorite movies, The Outsiders. Have you ever read The Outsiders? No. S.E. Hinton? Mm-mm. She wrote that book. Well, she went by S.E. because she was a female. Right. And she wanted people to take it seriously. She wrote that fucking book in high school. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's like this classic book that students read. It's up there with like Lord of the Flies and Mm -hmm. um, The Giver and shit like that that kids always read in school, and she wrote it in school. Wow. Have our kids read it yet? I don't think so. I think you'd lo- we should watch The Outsiders. You'd probably like that movie. Okay. Um, he was also in fucking Roadhouse, which- uh, He liked Roadhouse. Which is not great, <laughs> but it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. You can watch Roadhouse on mute. That's fine. Yeah. Roadhouse is <laughs> fucking bonkers bullshit movie, and it's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, another one I love, despite it fueling all these fucking chuds with their- I'm going to go live in the fucking woods and fight for my country is Red Dawn. It is a fucking awesome movie. But so many people have these fucking Red Dawn fantasies now that it's kind of spoiled it for me. Mm-hmm. And he even did an amazing Chippendale skit on SNL, which we watched the other night. Yep. For the 10,000th time we've seen that. Yeah. Well, when you do the research. Yeah. Anytime you're talking about Patrick Swayze, you got to. Yeah. And it had the added benefit of also having. Chris Farley's shirtless yes. body in it. <laughs> so next up is the ageless and lovely Demi Moore. I will always remember her from two particular movies. Can you name them? Strip tease. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And Saving Private Ryan? Wrong. She was not in that movie. What? No, fucking. Ah, the one where she shaves her head. Yep. God! You even said it earlier. I did. You said it while we were watching the movie. What is it? G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. God damn it. I will never forget her growling, suck my dick. (laughs) Damn it. But she's been in other great movies. Um, I like Indecent Proposal. Have you seen Indecent Proposal? I don't think so. It's about, it's like a down on their luck couple that are at like a casino, I think. And he like loses all his, he's up big and loses all his money, the husband. Mm-hmm. And a billionaire offers them a million dollars if he can sleep with her, the wife, his wife. So Sold. A million dollars. As long as you're, as long as I could ensure your safety. I could do I, it for free. I couldn't. <laughs> I could not say yes fast enough for a million dollars. And she was also in Disclosure. Remember that movie? We watched that recently. Yeah. With Michael Douglas. Um, she sexually harassed him and gave men's the rights douchebags everywhere. Mm-hmm. A cool rallying cry. I love Demi Moore. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. And she like, gets better as she gets older. Yeah, she's hotter now than in this movie. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. 
Could you imagine, like, she was married to Bruce Willis, and then she left him for Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that doesn't, no. Could you fucking, um, like, I'm, I try to put myself in Ashton Kutcher's shoes, like, oh, oh, hey, Bruce. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, Bruce Willis must be the nicest fucking guy or something, because if it was me, I would be worried that Bruce Willis would fucking just my murder ass? me. Yeah. <laughs> throw me off a fucking building. Uh-huh. Like fucking Hans Gruber. Then we got Whoopi Goldberg, one of only 16 people to win an EGOT. An EGOT is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Only Dang. 16 people have done it. She's one of them. She won- let, me, let me see if I can do it. I don't remember. Oh, she won the Emmy for The View. She won the Golden Globe for The Color Purple. Or not, not the Golden Globe. That It's a Grammy. She won the Grammy and the Tony for the same thing. So she started out with a one-woman show mm-hmm. on Broadway. She won the Tony for that. She won the Grammy, which is music, mm-hmm. for the comedy CD of that. Mm-hmm. And she won her um, Oscar for this. Wow. Have you ever seen The Color Purple? <sighs> Man, I think I have, but I do not know. I know you have. You like yeah. it, right? I mean, I mean, as much as you can like a movie like that. Right. Yeah. It's like saying I like fucking Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I don't love it. Right. So, yeah, she got her big break in film from that movie. Uh, let's be honest, though. We both love her because of Sister Act. <laughs> it's the fucking best. I also love Theodore Rex, but I am alone in that because no one likes that fucking movie. It's so bad, it's good. It's Never seen it. Um, now she's just the annoying lady on The View. Yes. I really think people forget how fucking popular Whoopi Goldberg was, though. Yeah. Like, in this era... She was everywhere. Yes, at this time. Yeah. The last person I'll talk about is Vincent Schiavelli, who played the subway ghost. I have a fondness for characters like him, and he was a great one. He was Mr. Vargas in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Mm -hmm. uh, the teacher. Fredrickson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm -hmm. And he was the fucking organ grinder in Batman Returns. Yep. That was the second Batman movie. By Tim Burton. Okay. Danny DeVito. He was born with Marfan syndrome. Know what that is? Yes. It's like a respiratory thing. Yes. And he tragically passed away at the age of 57 due to lung cancer. It's a bummer. But I like those character actors, and I always think they deserve more love. Mm-hmm. But it's time to get into the movie. Sadly, we weren't able to do any ghost theme foreplay before the podcast started because I don't have access to a pottery wheel. But we have access to a spinning wheel so you could sit beside me and hold my fingers. Usually when I'm anywhere near your spinning wheel, I can't help but put my finger in it and get a ouchie. Yeah, but have you not learned your lesson from you know the Disney movies? No. <laughs> You're not supposed to stick your finger in there. I don't necessarily learn lessons. <laughs> So it begins very spooky. Very spooky music, very spooky location. They're making me buy into this as a horror flick so far, but they'll surely change that. It is a horror flick. We've I've decided already. You, yes, you are the arbiter of horror yeah. for the world. You will let me win. The hunk factor is on full display during this remodel scene. 
Yes. There are at least 12 abs. <laughs> Probably more. <laughs> I didn't understand why there was a penny in the jar, but I chalked that up to foreshadowing, which good call, Rich, huh? Good job. The eleva- they go they go to this weird elevator scene next. Um it's really weird because those two are standing there and that guy's like talking about like whatever fucking disease he has. Mm-hmm. And behind him is Eric from Billy Madison. Yes. And he he's like the same exact character. <laughs> and he looks exactly the same. Yep, just standing like, there being Eric. <laughs> like like he looks like he's like in his forties, like late 40s in Billy Madison mm-hmm. and this movie. And they've got to be six years apart. Mm-hmm. So he didn't age one bit, which is weird because he looked older than he probably is in both of those movies. Yeah. So he, he got real old, real young, and then just stayed that way. Yeah, he's so, the opposite of Demi Moore. Yeah, so he could catch up. Yeah, Demi Moore is now 17. <laughs> 17 years old. Demi Moore is so hot right now, I'm not even allowed to look at her. What do you mean you're not allowed? She's underage. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Don't be funnier than me. I can't help it. It's against the rules. So I like the dichotomy we have going on here. Sam Wheat is a fucking banker or some bullshit job that pays too much money to do far too little good. And Molly is the artsy free spirit type. Mm-hmm. I always like dichotomies in my movies. Like we were talking about Midsummer earlier. Beautifully shot with just snapshots of brutal gore. Mm-hmm. Like I like that shit. The yin and the yang. That's why we get along so well. Am I yin or yang? What do you want to be? I want to be yin. Okay, I'll be yang. Okay. Although I'm fucking tired of that Andrew Yang. I used to like that guy. Now he's on my goddamn nerves. That does I don't know any yins. Moving on. Babe. What? Do you know what time it is now in the movie? No. Oh, my love. Stop singing. My darling. I've hungered for your touch. Alone. All right, enough. Lonely time. Sorry. Okay. I can't believe um, Demi Moore, Demi Moore giving a hand job to Clay is such an iconic scene. But everybody knows this scene. People that have not seen this movie know this scene. You hadn't seen I this movie. I am not convinced I have seen this movie. Yeah. There were parts of it that I definitely remembered, but I'm not convinced I saw this movie before. She was not giving it a hand yes, job. Yes, she was. No, she, she wasn't. She shaped that thing into a penis at one point. That's what you're supposed to do. No, you're you supposed to stretch it, it up and then push it back down and then stretch it up and then push it back down. What you did with your hand there was oh giving a God. hand job. <laughs> you know nothing about art. But I know a lot about hand jobs because I've given <laughs> hundreds of thousands of them to myself. <laughs> and she was giving it a hand job. That leads to an extremely passionate makeout session that will probably be extremely useful for me tonight. Does that type of shit start the crockpot? Yeah. Good. But you don't have an ass like Demi Moore. Or Patrick Swayze. Yeah, but I was looking at hers in that scene. Well, yeah, they showed more of hers. They almost showed her vagina in that. Yeah. Um, who were you more jealous of, Swayze or Demi Moore? Well, I wasn't jealous. I was envious. And I don't know. I just kind of want to be in the middle of that the, sandwich. You just want to be the peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> Boy. 
I can't fault you for that. No money necessary. So at this point, I'm convinced um, because we're in the office now and Sam Wheat. Why do I? I have to call him his full name. Why? I don't know. I don't like it. Sam, he's doing some digging. And in my experience, it's always best to just fucking let let people fucking do whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Just fucking leave that shit alone. Who gives a fuck? Don't be a hero. And if you're going to be digging like that, don't fucking tell nobody. Yeah. And I, at that point, I'm like, oh, well, the best friend's fucking selling him out because he's in on it. That's why he wants to take the papers and all that bullshit. I could figure it out. So you had him pegged instantly or yeah. was it because of my mouth? I had because I tried really hard not I to. I had him pegged instantly because he's like, you want me to take this to my office? I can do math. I okay. know you can too, but I can do it. So yeah, I had him pegged pretty fucking quickly. Okay. Um, I don't understand why Sam is afraid to say, I love you so much. He says, people say it and they don't mean it. But that doesn't mean you don't say it if you do mean it. Listen, Sam is complex, okay? I know. And he had they had to do that so he could say, I love you at the end. Yes. And he, he never gets to say it, though, here, because he's fucking dead. Mm-hmm. He's been shot by Willie. And he said, as soon as everything's going right for him, he's just worried about the shooter drop and yep. take it that, all away. This movie is all foreshadowing. Yeah. Everything in it is foreshadowing. Another thing I love about it, like, this movie is good. I'm annoyed. But it's- You're annoyed with it being good? Yeah. Why? Because I can't rip it apart then. And I really felt like ripping a movie apart tonight. It's it even takes place in old New York and that's like for me like I romanticize old New York probably because I didn't have to fucking live through the grit and the violence. We used mm-hmm. to go to New York all the time and see it like the squeegee people would attack your car and shit. Mm-hmm. But I mean we were still tourists. We still didn't like we didn't go into the fucking right. streets of New York or whatever. But it was gritty all around and just movies like this and Taxi Driver and Ghostbusters I fucking love that. And now I go to New York and it's all hipstery. So I kind of romanticize it. But again, I didn't have to fucking live through it. Right. But when I see it in movies like this, I fucking love it. So here's a beef, though, I have right off the top. You saw the scene, and you saw me fucking start typing away. I knew exactly what you were writing. Should I tell you what you wrote? Yeah. If he's a ghost, and he can't touch anything, how is he able to sit on that chair? What I wrote is, Sam can't touch shit. But he had no problem sitting down in a chair in the hospital. Continuity, boys and girls. You can make any rules you want in a movie, but you have to follow them. Yep. I can buy in. I can buy into anything. If you, if you say, if you create this world where you can do this thing, I can buy into it as long as it's consistent. I don't care how crazy or stupid or dumb it is. If you say this is the rule in the world you built, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it as long as you follow it. They didn't a couple times. Also, honestly, when he's down trying to flick that bottle cap, the fact that his fingers are on the ground bothers me a little bit. He should fall through the earth. Yeah, I I was just about to say that. Like, where does it end? I mean, how could he be in the upstairs of that apartment? Like, how is he able to walk up up the stairs? Like, why would he? And even why not fall through the earth? You know what I mean? Like, where does it end? Yeah, so I could buy, like, the ground, I guess, and any ground surfaces. I mean, you could say, think, so he isn't real, so wherever he just imagines himself to be is just where he is. Yeah. But he still shouldn't be able to sit on that chair. I agree. The chair, no. I can deal with any of the ground stuff. 
but he should have fell right through the chair and it would have been funnier. Because that's not something that he has to think about walking around. Like he would just automatically do that as like energy. Right. And I think it would have been funny because then he could be like, oh, I'm so fucking sick of this shit. Like if he fell through the chair when he tried to sit on it. Right. It would have been a good scene and it would have made sense. Uh, Thinking about walking through ghosts and them seeing my brain and shit is unsettling to me. Yeah, that's pretty gross. It was cool how they showed it though. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts, but I want to. Like, what if we're all go- always ghosts on some level? Like, what if we're ghosts now and we don't know it? Yeah, what if we're Sims now and we don't know it? Yeah. And what if freaking cats can see ghosts and that's why Stormy's been following you all over the house all yeah. the time? It's really, she's been really weird. She's usually only like that when I'm pregnant and there's no damn way. Yeah. We have one, two, three, three, four, three. Three. Three forms of birth control in this home. Yes. And two of them are very effective. Yes. Very impermanent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe there's ghosts following you around. Some fucking ghoul coming after your sweet ass and Stormy's trying to protect you. It's probably what it is. And of course, that fucking sleazeball, Carl, with his sleazeball face and his sleazeball name is consoling the widow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Carl's, that I called your name a sleazeball name, but on this guy, it's a fucking sleazeball name. Fuck. He is moving in on her minutes after he fucking died. That was the first thing that I could not keep my mouth shut, and I, I was like, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah. And I was really hoping that I didn't, like, give away part of the movie to you, no. but man, just that scene right there, that was enough for me to say that. Yeah, no. It, it was obvious. He didn't even let a single worm touch Swayze's corpse. Yeah. And he's fucking... The body's warm. Yeah. He's moving right in. I thought Molly saw through it a bit because she slapped his sleazeball face. Well. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, that was a really shitty slap. Yeah, it was a horrible slap. And then this is my next gripe with the movie because Patrick Swayze is having a conniption about going through this fucking door. I know the guy in the hospital said doors are hard or whatever to get through, but... The motherfucker was shot in the street, went to the hospital, and made it back home. Am I to believe he didn't have to walk through anything? Every door was just open everywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's gone through a door already. There's no fucking way. He made it to all those places in the same amount of... And let, even if he followed her, it's not like she held the door to get in the fucking taxi. Sure she did. Yeah. She's very fucking chivalrous to the ghost she doesn't know exists. <laughs> He's very quick. He's sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, he must be. <laughs> he made it all around New York City without walking through a single door. Yeah, or person or... Anything. Yeah. Yep, that's great. Perfect. And finally, we meet the subway ghost. And he's a real fucking asshole. Yep. Honestly, you'd think there'd be more random ghosts doing ghost shit in this movie. We only see three, two other ghosts. You see a whole shit ton of them when you go see May. Huh? When late the second time he goes to see Oda May, there's a shit ton of ghosts yeah, in there. Yeah, but I mean just walking around. Yeah, just hanging out. Like there was one in the graveyard. There was the guy at the the hospital. Yep, and then there was the guy at the subway. Yeah, there's three. You yeah, so you'd think you'd see a bunch of fucking ghosts walking around. Oh yeah, I kept the kill count. Three kills. No boobs. No jump scares. No animals were harmed in the making of this film. One ass. One almost vagina. Yes, almost. So, yeah, you'd think you'd see fucking ghosts walking through walls like 
the station in Harry Potter. Yeah. But no, they could have done more ghosts. So Swayze is using all his genius techniques. He forces the cat to attack the robber. Mm-hmm. And he stole her license. Yes. She, he stole Swayze's license and wallet in the beginning, but he also stole her license and wallet? No. He was supposed to steal Swayze's. That's all he was supposed to do. He was not right. supposed to kill him. Right. He didn't get the wallet. Right. Because he fought back. So he, when he went to steal the wallet this time, he was trying to steal Swayze's wallet, he but he stole hers. hers. Okay. Um, he's in bed with her license, drinking liquor from the bottle. Out of 10, what are the chances that this scuzzball masturbated to her driver's license photo? Nine out of 11. Nine out of 11 for sure. This guy masturbated to a photo that is almost universally the most unattractive photo of a person. Yes, very much so. That's what they're known for. Yeah. Wasn't there another one where somebody was going to, that we covered on this podcast, where he's looking at like, oh, Final Destination. He was going to jerk off to that girl's picture in the paper or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking people are weird. So enough of that, though. Um, We're about to get some whoopee, unlike him. Oh, my God. I'm on Never fucking, say that again. I'm fucking fire tonight. <laughs> Never say that it's again. Sister Oda May. I'm going to push my fury and disdain for psychics down here because I love Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. I will say, though, I love how much of a parody of a fucking fraud all the cold reading shit is. Mm-hmm. They hit all the fucking high notes. It's like my big argument. It's like a perfect scene because it highlights how these fucking hucksters prey on the grieving and implant false memories of someone's loved one in their brain. Yes. And that fucking drives Which me. is 100% why you hate them so much. Yeah. Because you don't like how they fuck with grieving people. Yeah. And worse than that, it's all you have of your dead family members is your memories. So someone else making up memories for you is yeah. it's fucking a bridge too far for me. Like, if you want to go to a psychic and be like, ooh, I can see your future, okay. I don't have a problem with that shit at mm-hmm. all. I mean, I think it's probably bullshit, but it's fine. It's this specific John Edward, um, who's that fucking lady that was always on Montel and shit? Yeah, I can't remember her Sylvia name. Sylvia Brown. Yeah, there you go. Those fucking people, right to the fucking guillotine. Off with their fucking heads. They're just the fucking worst people. Yeah. I said I wasn't going to do this. I'm sorry. I did it, though. <laughs> but she got her just punishment from fucking God himself, Sam Wheat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sam Wheat is a white guy. Getting what you deserve for bilking those fucking people. She has to deal with this annoying fucking white guy. If and I... he can be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he proves that. If I die and I get to be a ghost and by some miracle I can speak to you from beyond the grave, I will sing Henry VIII to you. Um... No, I will sing Henry VIII to you, even while I'm alive. Yeah. That is how I plan to get my way for at least the next month. Okay. Henry VIII is now our safe word. <laughs> you can't change a safe word. You got you to gotta change it. It's like a fucking password. No, you can't, you can't change it. You start spitting out random words when you want to be done. We have two safe words now. <laughs> you can't change it. You guys only know one of them. <laughs> So you can't Stop. so you can't trick us. Stop. 
So would would you believe a psychic in this situation? No. You think Demi is being reasonable here? Okay. In that exact situation, yeah. I mean, how would she know? Yeah. All that shit. So she finally does let her in. And what does Patrick Swayze do? Sits, well, they don't. He, she doesn't let her in. They go eat at a fucking diner yeah. or something. What does Patrick Swayze do? Messes it up. Sits down. Because oh, yeah. that's what he has to do. He has to fucking annoy the shit out of me. You nick my, you nitpick my movies. Turnabout is fair play. They deserve it in this case, I think. Wow. My gripes are very minor. They are because you like the movie. She believes, though. And guess what, babe? Molly? Say the line. Oh, you in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. That been, is my favorite line of the whole movie. You've been saying it all week. You in danger, girl. Just randomly. Mm-hmm. And um, the funniest thing is a few years ago when um, there was this huge hurricane headed towards North Carolina, it became like a thing between me and my best friend forever. We would send me to each other and said, North Carolina, you in danger, girl. I wish. And we just did it. We still do it when, I, when I'm getting the snowstorm. She sends it to me. Pennsylvania's in danger, girl. She sent it to you when we started this podcast or when we started the movie. Yeah, she sent me a gif of the actual movie. I'm saying we make memes. Yeah. I wish it was Hurricane Ida because that's so close to Oda that it would be un- ungodly funny. And Molly went right to fucking Carl. She has got to know he is just trying to fuck her, right? It At is, this point, yeah. It th- is This so is the one where he spills the coffee on himself, right? Yeah. No, not yet. Oh, then no. never mind. This, maybe it was. I don't know. But it's just so fucking transparent. Like, Sam has got to know. Guys just fucking know. This is when... She, he gave her the sweet little peck on the cheek. So this is before the coffee. Okay. We all know where this fucking sleaze ball is going. Oh, yeah. I have the word sleaze and sleaze ball written in my fucking notes a thousand times. Yeah, I only have four lines of notes, and mine says Carl equals asshole. Yeah, this is the scene where they were talking, and she was explaining to him how Oda came, and then he went to see... Willie afterwards. Mm-hmm. So this is before the coffee. The coffee one is when she tells him she did go to the police. Right. So this is when she was telling him she was going to the police. Yeah. And the coffee is after. And she- he's acting super sus. Yeah. Suspicious as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's the killer. Yeah. This was. You knew then, right? Oh, yeah. I knew very early. Okay. Sam Wee is pissed and upset and so am I. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, the NYPD isn't buying it one bit because. Why would they? Even though they hire psychics sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if the NYPD does. I think that's like shithead police departments. Okay. Like like the awful police departments that are like of the towns where the dog's the mayor. You know what I mean? Like those, the dog. Of, <laughs> like those kind of police departments. The dog's the mayor. Um, the male cop has decent bedside manner here. That lady is a cunt. Yeah. Real bitch. I don't like that. This is a grieving widow. I don't fucking care what you think of psychics or whatever. You got to fucking be nice to this lady. Throw her a fucking bone. And he did. The wrong bone. 
And while she's there, Sleazeball is in the apartment trying to get the codes, which he did get. So, mission success. Yes. But he can't quit while he's ahead. Why can't he just fucking get the codes and just fucking quit while he's ahead? Because he's, he's a bad guy. He stole the money. He got his friend killed. Why does he have to fuck Molly, too? He is getting $80,000. He can fuck anybody mm-hmm. in the 80s or, well, 1990. Plenty of fucking to do. You know what I mean? Yep. Why does he have to fuck Molly? Probably because he was interested the whole time. Yeah, of course. Because he was jealous. Yeah. He didn't get... Because they loved each other so much and he was standing there watching it. I mean, yeah. you, you saw that in the first scene when he had his shirt off and he was doing the demolition or whatever and then he picks Molly up. Which, <sighs> he picks Molly up and there's fucking Carl looking on yeah, like, like huh. which, which that was me. Yeah. Foreshadowing right there. Yeah, it reminds me of that fucking movie we watched the other night where with the brain, what the fuck? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. where that fucking guy tried to steal that girl. Yeah. Tangerine or Nectarine or whatever. <laughs> fucking Clementine. Whatever the fuck her name was. Her name was Clementine. Yeah. That's kind of the same shit that's going on here. Yeah. Just swoops right in. Yeah. Mother- Steals fucker. her up. These motherfuckers. These fucking guys. Mm-hmm. I would hate to be a Sleazy. woman dealing with these fucking guys. So I'm not going to go too hard on a grieving woman, but she is impossibly fucking naive at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, whoops, spilled some fucking coffee on my shirt. Guess I'll take it off. Get fucking real. Yeah. Oh, it'll dry. Yeah, it will, on your fucking body, you fucking goof. I fully expect the Carl to say, I got 10 inches for you, after she said, Otis file was 10 inches long. That's what I expect. <laughs> I got 10 inches for you, because he's being so fucking obvious. Yeah. Got 10 inches right here. He's an impossible, transparent, disgusting sleaze. Do you think that he was sending her pictures of himself in the shower, you know, chest up. Not not in fucking 1990. Sending her Polaroids <laughs> but, from the shower. <laughs> if it had been in this day and age, that's exactly what he'd have been oh, doing. Oh, yeah. Um, Don't worry, I'll be over for dinner. Just yeah. gotta get a shower quick. Just gotta get in the shower quick, yeah. Solid move. At this point in this movie, I am furious with this fucking guy. And I have him with Draco Malfoy... And Joffrey Baratheon. Wow. <laughs> I am so fucking mad at this guy. Wow. I hate this fucking guy. Those are two of the people that I've hated the most in any movies. Same. Ever. Yeah. And I was fucking furious with this guy. Wow. That's big. Those are some big feelings. Yeah. They did a really good job making me hate this guy. Yeah. If he's in any other movies, and I'm sure he is, I don't want to fucking see him in them. <laughs> he's just feeding on her emotion. She's done with ball- him now. Huh? Done with him now. Yeah. Huh? He's feeding on her emotions. She's bawling. She's crying. Yep. And he is trying to fuck her while mm-hmm. she's crying. And she fucking falls for it, too. Yeah. God. Of Swayze course. puts an end to it. Yeah, but not not before she agrees to fucking go to dinner with him. She agreed afterwards. Yeah, but holy fuck, it didn't make much of a difference. Yeah. So sure, I'll go that... to dinner with you. I'm sure you're not trying to fuck me. Yeah. She did not want to do that. That was coercion. What was coercion? How he asked her to dinner and how she said yes. That was not an actual yes. That was not an enthusiastic yes. That was coercion. No. Well, none of this was enthusiastic. He was just... No. He was taking advantage the whole time. He was taking inches. That's what you do. Yeah. Take a Michigan at him. So, I understand we have far more information than her. Like, we know about Swayze being a ghost. We know what he's done. Okay? Right. 
knowing nothing else, she should be able to spot this fucking scoundrel. Yeah. At some point in time, she's going to be like, you know what? This motherfucker. Like, just with knowledge of nothing else. Yeah. She should have been able to figure it out. Yeah. Even if she didn't know about the money laundering and the murder and stuff like that, she should have been able to tell. Like, he's supposed to be my dude's best friend. and He is trying to fuck me within a week. Yeah. And I'm going to let him probably at this point. Swayze, starting to go poltergeist, though. And he's on that fucking train, and he's being a stubborn asshole. Yes. As he, stubborn asshole. He wants to know. I liked when he put his head in the train, looking for him. Yeah, That's it was really cool. cool. I like that. But now he can f- focus his energy and push shit. So he is a poltergeist now. Yes. Which is pretty odd. Consid- I should have added that to my list of things that this movie had in it. That, poltergeist? M- that makes it horror. a horror movie. I think it's a little odd that all he had to do was focus his energy and his gut to move shit mm-hmm. when he was totally unfocused and out of control when he knocked that picture down. Right. But he ha- he was full of anger. Right. But he, he told him he had to grab all of the anger that he had inside of him. Yeah. And- but he implied that you had to have intention, too. Yeah. He did that by accident. No, he intentionally heaved himself at him. Yeah. The, yeah. Thing, the thing he wanted, he, the thing he focused his energy on, he went through. Yeah. And he knocked down a picture frame. So that's your third gripe? Yeah. Okay. Um, I also kind of have a gripe, too, with this whole scene. The subway ghost breaks open the cigarette machine, and he wants a cigarette so bad. Can't he channel his rage to have a cigarette? Uh, that seems like a lot. I, you can go into people's is, bodies. It seems like short bursts is what he's doing. It's also pretty hard to... like. I know they did, but it's hard to believe they had those fucking glass cigarette machines in the subway of New York City in... The 1980s when this movie was filmed. Yeah. It seems like those would be broken into 100% of the time every single day. Yeah. Because people don't, even now, people don't even like pay the fucking toll. They jump the gate all Mm -hmm. the time. Then they'll kill you in the subway. I cannot believe every single cigarette pack was not stolen out of every single one of those. I cannot believe a single person paid for a cigarette. Yeah. In that fucking city. (laughs) But at least he's full poltergeist now. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's good. So we're back to Oda. Sweet, sweet Oda is now over-fucking-flowing with ghosts. Yes. What do you think happened here? Do you think Sam opened a door and now anybody can come through? Or do you think she's being Yeah, punished? I don't know how he opened her mind to be able to hear him. But I think once it was opened, now she doesn't know how to shut it back. Yeah. So she has Sam to thank for that. Yeah. But again, she's been ripping people off forever, so she deserves this. It's also then when Sam learns a new trick. You can jump in the bodies. Yes. Which if I would... Can you jump in the bodies, though? You can jump into her body. Right. But can you jump into just anybody? Right. I don't think so, because I think she Maybe said, their mind has to be open. She said she'll let him do it this one time, right? Yeah. So it might only be her body. But I think there's a lucrative business opportunity there for her if she can get to these ghosts like the subway ghost and get the ghost to kind of like steal money or something come up with some money she can let them in her body to smoke cigarettes sounds like it's a way to ruin her own body yeah but i mean and she did act like it was pretty icky to do it does at this point in time i was hoping what happened was that 
Swayze was going to jump in the fucking sleazeball McFuckface's body and jump off the goddamn World Trade Center. That's what I was hoping happened. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Like, that's what I, even, even as the final scene was going on, I thought maybe he was going to enter his body and jump out the window. I think you're right, though. I think I, yeah. I think her, your mind has to be open to. I think so too. The other side. Do you know what else I think? What? I think you should wear exactly what Oda May wore to this bank to the Ghost concert. I don't think so. It'll be like a crossover. I would rather not, please. You can do a Ghost movie cosplay at a Ghost concert. No. I'd rather wear what Patrick Swayze wore. Okay. A suit? (laughs) (laughs) Or what? A fucking red shirt? Yeah. So this Ferguson fellow at the bank has a child named Snooky. Snooky was born in 1987. This movie came out in 1990. In theory, there's a ghost ghost slash Jersey Shore shared universe. Oh, yeah? I think we should make that fucking movie. (laughs) To be honest. Do you think you have as much shit in your fanny pack as Oda has in her purse? I do not. No? No. It it really doesn't fit that much stuff in there. It is. Yeah, it is kind of little. Like, my purse is like a clown purse. I am just constantly pulling shit out of there. More purses in it. Yeah. Yeah. Purses full of fucking purses. Uh-huh. like Russian nesting purses. Yeah. But not my, not my fanny Your pack. Your fanny pack keeps it efficient. Just the necessities. Yep. Mm-hmm. And fucking Molly saw her. Thankfully, Molly didn't snitch on her with her horrendous judgment. She did eventually snitch on her with her horrendous judgment, mm-hmm. but she waited a little bit. Yeah. And now Sleazefuck has a big, big problem. He's hitting computers because the numbers don't match. I have never been, like, doing any word processing or anything where when there's a mistake on it or something doesn't seem to be doing what I want, that I hit the computer and it changed that. I bet you still hit the computer, though. (laughs) I might have told the story on the podcast before, but my one classmate was working on something and it was before autosave so you had to just save your shit all the time Mm -hmm. so this is 2001 and his fucking computer froze and did not save what he was working on and it was a lot and he stood up and he kicked the monitor right off the fucking desk oh wow he just fucking stood up and front kicked it right off the desk it was so funny so they get the money sleaze boy four million dollars sleaze boy is fucked and he knows he's fucked. He looks fucked. Sam wants her to give the money to a bunch of nuns. Yeah, she's not okay. You didn't seem too thrilled with my ghost Jersey Shore combination. Let me try another one. Are you going to say something about Sister Act? I just have another idea for a shared universe. Oh, here we go. Oda, the con woman, gives the nuns a check for $4 million. Mm-hmm. It changes her. All these ghosts change her, which leads her on a path back to the church. And now we have a ghost sister act crossover. Yeah, I knew you were going there. Hollywood likes franchises. And the more of these we can put together, the more money they can make off them. I think Rich, I'm... it is too it's too late. What's too late? Both of those movies are too old. Mm, no way. This is the nostalgia people want. The people, this is the nostalgia you want. Hear me out. The people that are running, starting to run studios, producers, directors, are my age now. So this is their nostalgia too. 
That's why we're getting that's why we're getting eight bit Christmas, that fucking Nintendo movie that is nothing but a pure nostalgia play that I'm gonna have to fucking watch. <laughs> Cause I'm a sucker for it and I like Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. But that's all that is. That's why Stranger Things exists, because people my age are nostalgic for that time. And they're the ones making content right now. Okay. So I think there is a sister act fucking ghost nostalgia out there and it's just untapped. All I'm right. spending fucking gold here. Okay. So I called Sam turning that computer on because I've seen far too many movies. Excellent scene. Loved it. Loved him typing in there. That seems that's horror stuff. Yeah, that's spooky. Yeah, that's that's spooky. That's spooky, scary horror stuff right there. But where does where does fucking Carl go? It's- Straight to Molly. Straight to Molly. And he looks messed up. I know that pace. I know his rambling. I know that face. I know those sweats. And I know the 80s. This motherfucker was doing rails and rails and rails of cocaine (laughs) all night. For sure. Without a doubt. Probably in real life. Considering when this movie came out. They're probably like, we're really going to need you to get into this scene. He's like, I know just what to do. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready for this. I will talk only about me. I yeah. will sweat a lot. I will be red. It is on. He understood the assignment. Yeah. I was born for this. And it's not a Patrick Swayze movie until he punches somebody in the face. Oh, yeah. I was so happy when he started beating the shit out of him. Yeah. But then he threatens Molly. Yeah. And then he goes after Oda May. But Sam was fucking ready for it. He got there before them. Yep. But, man, he's a ghost. He should just be able to appear. You know, yeah, why really, does he have to run? Or fly or something. Yeah. What? I don't I don't understand how he got there first. I guess because fucking dipshit had to go pick up Willie first. But it was in the same fucking building. So. Well, Willie was in her neighborhood. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. So he didn't have to go too fucking far for Willie. Yeah. But Sam separated them. And it's time for Willie to pay. Chases him. Pushes him. He slides on his fucking ass down the stairs and then gets smushed between two cars. And we finally got to see something I wanted to see from the hospital scene. Yes, you you wanted it so early. You're like, I want to see hell open up. And yeah. I'm like, you will. It's pretty cool, too. Do you know what it looks like? Supernatural. Sort of. It looks like demons come up, snatch him, and run away with him like he's a stolen purse. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They snatch his fucking purse and ran away with it. And then the penny makes its triumphant return. And that's... Chef's kiss. Loved it. Because, like, I I knew it was coming back. Yeah. Because they made a point to show it in the beginning. They made a point to show her breaking the jar. Yep. So you knew it was coming back. And it was great. I love that shit. Sucker for foreshadowing. And there's a ton of it in this movie. So Sam beat the shit out of Carl earlier, right? Mm-hmm. He said he'd give anything to touch her once more, but he can't. But he can because he just literally beat the shit out of a dude. So he can definitely touch her. Yes. If you can kick somebody's ass, you can touch a titty. But he seems to only be able to do it when he channels rage. He can't channel love to touch her gently. Okay, but I'm just saying. He picked up a penny. You're right. He kicked Carl's ass. He threw Willie in the he traffic. He was pretty gentle with the penny, I guess. Yeah. He could definitely go with a five-point butt bonus. <laughs> At least. Yes, he could have. Can you imagine how annoying that would be, walking around and fucking Swayze just slaps your ass and that you can't even see That is exactly him? what would happen if you were a ghost. Yeah. You just All be, the time. You'd just be standing there, probably with a fucking 
new person. And I would just walk up. I promised to give you a whole month. A month, yeah. You're very generous. <laughs> That's all you asked for. I promised you to I wear black for the rest of my life. <laughs> I didn't ask for that. You volunteered. But instead of that, he's going to use Whoopi's body. Now, this part made you cry. I mean, cry. It always does. Tears down your face cry. Not eyes watering, streaming down your face cry. Yeah, but it wasn't ugly cry. Like, I, my face wasn't contorted. It was just pouring tears. Yes. It's his last time he ever gets to touch her. It was beautiful. The scene was wholesome and sweet, emotional. It was a perfect scene in a movie. Why didn't you cry? What is wrong with you? I'm surprised I didn't with how Did much... Did someone hurt you? Are you okay? <laughs> I am not okay, I promise. We've been over this today. <laughs> it's been a fucking day. <laughs> Multiple Then days. you should have cried. I'm you need it. I am surprised I didn't, considering I was sitting in the Walmart parking lot almost crying... Maybe maybe I should have hugged you. Wow. It was, it's the alcohol. I don't ha- I don't get the cry if I've drank. Oh. And I had that to go- should have worn off by now. It's been like four hours. Yeah, but all I need is for it to take the edge off. It's just medicine. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> you took your medicine and now you're better. Yeah. It was in case of emergency break glass today. Gotcha. This could have been way worse. It was perfect. It was a great scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the passage of time, it's been well over an hour since we've watched this movie. I have to wonder if he'd have let Whoopi Goldberg keep the $4 million if she would have taken one for the team here. Oh, Rich! (laughs) Stop that! You think? She doesn't have a dick. Who cares? (laughs) I don't think... Molly would have been okay with that. She had her eyes shut the whole time. Yeah, she could keep them shut. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Whoopi Goldberg butt is as firm handful as of titty instead <laughs> of those firm abs and <laughs> nice Rock chiseled chest. <laughs> I think I think if you had to let her keep the money, he could have maybe fucking like well, not go to Pound Town. I guess go oh. to fucking Scissorville. <laughs> Gross! Stop. <laughs> Sadly, Sam is now too weak to fight Carl, so the girls are running away, yes. and the movie starts, or ends, where it starts. Yep. I like it. Now, we watched that movie the other night that ended how it started. Mm-hmm. You don't usually like that. Right. This movie ended where it started, though. That's okay. Right. I don't, it, use, I don't like flashbacks. Yeah. Which is why I'm surprised you like that other movie so much, because it was only flashbacks the entire movie. Yeah. The whole movie was a flashback. So Carl thinks Oda has the check. He's threatening to kill her, but he can't kill her if he thinks she has the check because then he'll never get the check. Right. So she shouldn't be scared, although he is coked out of his fucking mind. You're right. He was After this, after he doesn't kill her, he starts shooting at fucking the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Yeah, he just, just shoots shooting all at around. The ghost. Yeah. He's already dead. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you already fucking had him shot once, you clown. Um, Sam has fully regained his strength, and a broken pe- pane of glass ends Slee's Dick's life. Where do you? You think co- were typing, and I had to like tell you, look. Yeah. You were gonna miss it. Where do you think Carl went? Yeah, straight to hell. Oh yeah, demons pulled the devious lick and sent his ass directly to hell. That was kind of gory too. I mean, gore. Yeah. Gore should be in my list of reasons why this is a horror movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was right through his neck. No, it was his, it was his guts. I think like it's. Oh yeah, it was down stomach. lower. Yeah, it would have been cooler if it was his neck. I still have that fucking Halloween kills on my mind. That's what happened in that. They went mm-hmm. through the neck. So Oda was right. He had unfinished business, and Molly gets to see him go to heaven. Yep. And, he and sure she did. got to actually see him too. That yes. was really nice. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he sure took his fucking time. Sky Daddy, he did that for them. God was extremely patient here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're waiting on you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, like, holy fuck. He has other shit to do, man. About to close that portal up again. Yeah. And he finally says he loves her, and she gives the old ditto. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Beautiful. So does she stay single forever to reunite with him in heaven? No. No, because she couldn't even stay single for a fucking week without fucking his best friend. <laughs> she did not fuck him. She would have fucked him. <sighs> if a loved one dies and you fall in love again, uh, are there like two of you in heaven? Do you have to pick one? I don't know. I well, You don't even believe in heaven. Yeah, but I'm in this movie, I say I buy into the rules of the movie. There's a heaven and hell in this movie. Okay. There is a Christian God in this movie. It, maybe they're Polly. Just love everyone up there. Seems unlikely. I don't think Patrick Swayze seemed very poly in this movie. He wanted to kill fuck. But me. all they have is the love up there. Yeah, maybe that's it. Not all the negative and feelings love, that come along with it. Not divides. Yes. Yeah, see the Duggars. <laughs> Say that shit. I don't know the goddamn please, Duggars. Please don't break up the Duggars in the podcast. So I don't know how we're ranking these. Do these go with rom coms? Should we do separate rankings or just say fuck it? Yeah, I mean. If you wanted to rank all four of mine when I'm done, cool. Okay. But, like, I can't rank yours. There's only going to be one. Right. And it's, yeah. So should we just throw the rankings out for this one? Maybe. I, we'll, we'll figure it out after the next movie. Okay. Anyway. Ghost. You loved it. I did like it quite a bit. And bonus points because you never seen it before. That's cool. Yeah, I don't. I like I, when that I, happens. I don't think I've seen it before, but I've seen parts of it for sure. Some of that might have been the trailer, but there was shit that wasn't in the trailer because we just watched the trailer that I remembered. It's probably one of those movies that like your mom had playing at some point, and you just like passed through or went and got a snack yeah. or whatever. Because your mom would definitely watch this if it was on something on TV. And we grew up in a time where they would just have yeah, they would have movies like movies this on, on yeah all the time yeah. Like, I remember ditching school multiple times, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off was always on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. So, I was trying to figure out what it was rated on Rotten Tomatoes, but Rotten Tomatoes is down. It's not working. All day. So, I really can't. But it made money. Boy, did it make money. Ghost was the highest grossing film of 1990. Of all movies with theatrical releases, Ghost made the most. Nice. That rhyme there? It made $505 million. Wow. On a budget of $22 million. Wow. That's crazy. So this, like Armageddon, is another one of the sorts of movies I miss because they don't make movies like this anymore. I'm on fire, man. Yeah. There were zero designs of sequels or franchises, an original premise. It had a great, it was a pretty small cast, but they hit home runs with everybody. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Although the guy that played Carl, no, I can't even say that because I hated him so much. <laughs> he did awesome. He did so awesome. Yeah, he I hate did him very well yeah, at I hate him making you hate him. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Tony Goldwyn. He's on the fucking list. Wait a second. Tony Goldwyn. That motherfucker was in Friday the 13th 6. He might end up on our podcast again. Oh, farts. I don't like that. Anyway, oh, he was also in the last house on the left, the new last house on the left. Oh, I gotta stop looking at. It. All right, I liked it. Good. Um, as far as rankings go, it's number one. This batch of four movies mm-hmm. so far. But yeah, I really liked it. I'm gonna give it probably four out of five on or on um, Letterboxd. Good. That's about it, though. Oh, Carolyn has a Twitter now. I do. At you why? At why woolly bully? So you can follow her. You can follow me, although you probably are, if you have Twitter and you listen to this podcast, already following me. What the? Why wouldn't you be? How the fuck would you know about this podcast? If you're not, uh, go do it now. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? And we act exactly like this on Twitter, so yeah, have this fun. Yeah, who we are. <laughs> so. Just open any thread and you'll see us going right back and forth just like this. Yeah, it's bad. In a good way. But that's going to do it for this week. You are getting like an hour-long fucking podcast. One of the longest we've ever done. But I mean, Ghost, great movie. You should watch it. I'm not one to be into the fucking romantic movies, but... It's a horror. Horror movies. Terrifying. One of the golden age of horror movies. Thank you. Say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.